Hey guys, what's up? It's William, your opinion of Dyke <laughs> with Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Joined here as I am every day by my best friend. What's up, guys? Chuck. Positive Chuck Buckler today. Positive Chuck. So today we've got one heck of a show lined up for you. We're going to start off with some general NBA news. We're going to give you our predictions for the awards of this coming NBA season. And then we're going to get into our Twitter Tuesday segment where we kind of predict what's going to happen uh, for the future of NBA Twitter. And then we're going to wrap up with some great team news. All that coming up right now. First off, just RIP to Paul Allen. Brutal news yesterday. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, true killer, uh, 65. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Uh, a billionaire uh, losing his life for that really sucks. Uh, really good friend of Steve Ballmer actually inspired Ballmer to buy the Clippers. Yeah. They had, like a pretty big conversation about it. He's a Paul Allen, I think, is going to go down as one of the, maybe the most like influential owners of how to be a good sports owner. Mm-hmm. You know? Like yeah. he was kind of the first like big tech guy to get into it. Yeah. And then just be like, do your thing, smart people. I just own the team. Yeah, and really successful teams. I mean, did the For sure. was he an owner of the Blazers? I think he bought them and he bought them sometime in the early eighties and that so they would have won a championship while he owned them, right? Uh I think that was just before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, before. Yeah. And then the Seahawks. Yeah, great now. And then, you know, Trailblazers might implode this season. That's not important. Uh also <laughs> not his fault. Also or not his fault. Maybe it's tied. Maybe it is tied. Um, he was the life force of the league. Yeah, yeah, he seemingly was. Uh, Larry Nance signed a four-year, $45 million extension with Cleveland. Very happy for Larry Nance. It, this is one of those things where, like, I like Nance, like, as a dude, and I think he's, like, pretty fun to watch. I don't know what this says for the market of players. I think that this is, I guess what you I'm saying You think it's this, too much? I think this is maybe a little high for Larry Nance. Hmm. I would, yeah, I would peg him at, like, a $10 million a year guy, but... I'd like this for the Cavs. He seems to really love Cleveland, and it's like he's a good... Oh, yeah. He's a good fit there. Um, obviously, you know, all the history. And they need somebody. Like, they only have... Yeah, they need somebody. Their marquee scorers are Kevin Love and Kyle Korver. And I guess he's, like... he could still be getting better. Yeah, wow. for sure. Uh, but, yeah, good for Larry Nance. Um, some kind of rough news about the game tomorrow night for the Thunder versus Golden State. Just keep getting dumped on. <laughs> Westbrook and Roberson are out, and Adams is questionable. This sucks for the NBA. Like, for their first night to have the most electrifying player not play against the best team in the league. Yeah. And Steve Adams is now injured, too? He's questionable, yeah. That's, man, they are screwed. Yeah, they're screwed. Uh, Paul George will probably go off. It'll be interesting. Uh, I think it's not ex- not unexpected because Westbrook, I think we talked about this earlier, was probably going to take some time off in the beginning because he always gets that weird, like, knee surgery tune-up. Yeah. Like it's a car that you can just put new oil in. Um, that's about it. It was kind of a quiet night. I feel like everyone's, like, hunkered down just waiting for the games to start. Definitely. Which is kind of nice. But let's get into some uh, bold predictions for awards this year. Yeah, yeah. So who do you have for MVP? Uh, I got Anthony Davis. I was between him and my pick, which was Giannis. And neither of these are, like, the most exciting picks. Not at all. These are not from left field. But I will toss (laughs) in a little spice. Yeah. That AD will win this year, and it will be his last year not in a Clippers uniform. Think he's coming to the Clips. (laughs) I mean, I think it makes the most... I think it makes a lot of sense. Roster-wise, it absolutely does. We need somebody as a big man. He would add to the space. He's already got... He's You know, he's a great defensive player. Yeah. Definite... uh, I mean, I could see... 
he deserves to win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Definitely. And he wants to go to a big market. He signed with Clutch Sports. Yeah. That's an agency that you want to expand yourself outside of basketball with. And what what better way? I mean, because I think that Anthony Davis, if, if you're not an NBA fan, you don't know who Anthony Davis is. The Pelicans, I think for the most part, yeah. Like, you have to be... You can Pelicans be more pl- than a casual fan, but, like, you probably don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the Pelicans play, like, maybe two nationally televised games a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're not, you're not getting a whole lot of exposure to his play. And, I mean, I think, obviously, the Pelicans are going to want to hold on to him as long as possible. But I do think that, that that's, like, the kind of player that I want to pursue most aggressively. Kind of a low-key. I mean, great. I wouldn't even say low-key. I would say well, one a casual of the fans, top five best players in the league. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, like, at, the at like, a versatile big man role, I guess. Yeah, because, I mean, that is what we need. We have, like, three guys right now who kind of encompass... Each good thing that our centers do, he just has by himself. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Um, except for Boban's height. You got punked by Boban last year. And then he could really make a name for himself by, like, making the not LeBron-led L.A. team. Yeah. Like, you know, leading them into That would be true. Sunset. My pick was Giannis, which is a very unspicy uh, pick. I think he's just going to crush. It's going to be really fun to watch. He's worked on his outside shot. Yeah. Which would be... He's working with a, he's with a way better coach. Yeah. I love Coach Bud. Uh, rookie of the year, who you got? <laughs> <laughs> um, I got well, I got my e, I got my, I got two picks. Yeah, I got my Sh- easy, like low hanging one, which is obviously Doncic. Yeah, Luka Doncic. It makes sense. He's gonna get a lot of playing time. Um, yeah. I think it's really hard to win. A, like, so when I go into this other pick, that's why I'm qualifying this. <laughs> I think it's really hard for you to win a rookie of the year without playing a significant part of the offense. Yeah, you like, have to be the number one at your position, pretty much. Yeah, otherwise they just, I mean, other players are just going to get way more exposure. So yeah. there's no way that you can win that. But my other guy, my dark horse candidate, is actually... The pizza boy himself. Donnie Pizza, dude. Uh Dante DiVincenzo. That'd be tight. I think that I th- I think that he's a great match uh as a two way player for Coach Bud. Like yeah. Holzer is gonna is he's gonna fit into that system well. It's just a matter of how much playing time he's gonna get. If he is like f- on that second unit, um I would see him as being able to contribute in the Bucks system. He already offers them spacing. He already like is is yeah. has solid instincts defensively. And like he's undersized for sure for the NBA, but I mean, we've seen people overcome that and when you have a, a bunch of other tall freaks it's on fine. the floor as yeah. the Bucks do, they can kind of <laughs> yeah. cover up for that. Yeah. And then He's not um, switching with Giannis's man at any point, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also he's just uh I just I just don't see any scenario in which he's not at least a solid or serviceable player just yeah. from his college play. Like, yeah. For sure. I have, weirdly, I'm really high on Luka Doncic. I think Trey Young might win just because he's so flashy. And he, like, Matt, he might have some absurd assist numbers this year. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be that surprising to me if he averaged, like, 10 assists this year. I think, like, stat-wise... I mean, except for Doncic, but just because Doncic is also in a position where yeah. he's, you know, the like the star guy uh, guard. Um, yeah, I could definitely see Trey Young making um, a case for the Rookie of the Year. Like he's going to get so many touches, and they're just like, "Here's the green light, dude. Do whatever the hell you want to do with this offense." And like, aside from him and Touring Prince, I mean, like, who's going to be really, yeah, like shaking stuff up Effective. or like, yeah, or like moving the offense for the Hawks. I guess my dark horse would be Grayson Allen. Yeah, you know, I actually Dude. thought about Grayson Allen too. See, I really hate his disposition, but he can play basketball well. And yeah, in the definitely. preseason, he looked really good. Wow. Oh, I mean, yeah. 
No, I I think that that one could like that one also definitely crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, most improved player, I have Trez. That's just a homer pick. He's worked so hard, and I've seen how much we've seen his social media. He like took like two days off to heal from his injury, and then was just playing basketball the rest of the off season. Yeah, the only thing I guess going against him is that he won't be on a playoff team, which it's really hard to win these awards. I feel like if you're not on a playoff team. Yeah. Sorry, Clippers fans. Like I love. I, love the <laughs> I, I would just be very surprised if we were a playoff seed. Um. My pick, I like this pick for, a lot. Uh, most improved player is going to be Demontis Sabonis. I really and like that pick. Sabonis, like he, um, you know, he's he's a great shooter, for, which is great for the modern NBA. You know, he's like a thirty-eight to forty percent three-point shooter. Um, he is emphasizing in this offseason his rebounding ability. Mm. He's going to be crashing the boards a lot more, getting a lot more aggressive in the post. Nice. He's totally transformed his body. He's in a great situation, too. He's in, like, perfect situation to win most improved player. Other than maybe Trez, but, like... Yeah, and he uh, he and Miles Turner are working out together. And he's he's a good passer, too. Just um, like his daddy. Yeah, so I think that... Shout out to Lithuania. I think that he's definitely in a position where he could uh, have a have a breakout season this year yeah. and, and get that most improved. Sixth man of the year, uh, I picked Lou again just because uh, it would be awesome if he went three times. But then maybe Isaiah Thomas, if he can stay healthy and average like 22 off the bench, which I think he could. Interesting. Uh, that's, a, that's an interesting pick. I feel like I keep forgetting... I did, I did, too. That he's in the league almost. Yeah, I looked um, at, like, the rosters and was like, oh, yeah, if IT can come off that bench and put up a lot of numbers, that's going to carry their offense and help them out so much. I think it's also going to be great to have, like, a traditional point guard uh, as an A option. real point guard. Yeah, yeah. other than, like, um, other than Jokic. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my pick, I'm going Mello, baby. <laughs> that's bold. Mello. I, I saw this pick in the notes, and I don't think he would show up to accept this award. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be like, no, no, no. Bench MVP. I'm not sixth man of the year. I'm bench MVP. Um, I don't know. I really hope that this ends up working out for him. By all accounts, it probably will not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm wishing the best for, for my dude. DPOY, uh, Defensive Player of the Year for those who aren't in the know. Uh, I picked Rudy Gobert. I really like Rudy Gobert. He's oh, like yeah. one of weirdly my favorite players. Yeah. He's like a silent Frenchman who's unstoppable on the defensive end. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a really, uh, like, as a person, I think, an interesting dude. And obviously, like, just the defensive powerhouse. Yeah. I would say his only, um, I mean, like, I guess his only fault is I, I feel like he would probably struggle against... Um, like mobile centers who operate more towards the perimeter, who like aren't really inside guys. Towns. Yeah. yeah um, like okay. But you know, he, uh, he, you know, that's just my my thought. I'm going defensive defensive player of the year, Patrick Beverly, Mister Ninety Four. That'd be feet. awesome, dude. That'd uh, be so sick. I want to see him just absolutely. I, I want to see Clam sitting in full effect, and I want to see yeah in this twilight of kind of his career. Um, dogging it out there. Yeah, I want to see him. Yeah, just bulldogging fools out there, and I want to see him get the recognition. Uh, I like your note in here that you hope Draymond wins because that would guarantee the supermax eligibility. Yeah, yeah. So if Draymond wins, he will he will be guaranteed the supermax, and I think that that dismantles the Warriors. Isn't also he gets? Isn't another thing that dismantles the Warriors if he gets first team All NBA too? Yeah, I think there's a couple things in there where they're like, vote him in because it's those things, and I I don't even have all the the merits, yeah, uh, if you will, listed. But yeah, but there's the, like a fair amount. The contingencies for like a super max, um, just because 
you know, we've heard that Clay Thompson, while he wants to stay with the Warriors, isn't really willing to take, I don't think he's going to be willing to take a $50 million pay cut. No. Um, I hope not. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That's just one of those little blocks that would kind of chip away. And who knows, he he might, you know, he, he's kind of having some injury things. So we'll see what happens. Coach of the year, I'm going Brad Stevens. Not a sexy pick at all. Probably going to win it. Unless yeah. Popovich takes the Spurs to, like, the five seed. Yeah. I think it's just, it's kind of not Brad Stevens to lose. Maybe Eric Spolstra if, like, some crazy stuff happens for them. But he seems like the favorite right now. Yeah. He's a great coach. I got one for you. Tibbs. <laughs> yeah. Man, what would Tibbs have to do to get Coach of the Year? Would they have to win the championship? The Timberwolves would have to make it to the Western Conference Finals. And he'd have to have, like, a relative die. So they'd be like, damn, we got to give it to him now. Um, uh, no, but my actual pick, I, I would say, for Coach of the Year is probably Nate McMillan. Um, oh, I think that former Sonic's great. I think that he's gonna have like the Pacers are. I feel like are being slept on super hard. For sure, um, they're not a sexy pick. They no. don't have like sexy players. No, they're like a so, they're like a solid team. Yeah, like a, a team that's solid all the way around. But I think that if they have a, a good season this year, his name should definitely be in there. Uh, pick for the champs. I picked the Celtics. Yeah, um, for obvious reasons, they're great. No, I'm not gonna say my pick. It's just, it just doesn't matter. You picked the Utah Jazz, <laughs> which I like that pick. Uh, yeah, as my as my yeah as my out there pick, I'm taking uh, I'm taking uh, the Jazz. I like that pick. That'd be, I would love to see the Jazz in the finals. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that arena would be insane. It would All be those really wild. Mormons and Mitt Romney just rocking it out out there. <laughs> um, hot dog. <laughs> you know, hot dog meat is the best meat. I don't agree with Mitt Romney on pretty much anything except for the hot dog meat thing. Uh, coming up after this break, we're gonna talk about Twitter Tuesdays and then some Clippers insight. So, Twitter Tuesday, we're usually going to try and pick out a couple uh, interesting posts. There weren't too many interesting posts. So, we're kind of just talking about... Other than that Kawhi laughing. To oh, yeah. The, to man, the... <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've seen in a month. Um, so, this year, NBA Twitter has, like, weirdly expanded into this, like, very powerful sphere of sports yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, Who's going to get fined the most this year due to their tweets? What player do you think is that going to happen to? Because I think the NBA is going to start looking at these a lot more and be like, oh, wait, Twitter actually really matters for this criticism stuff. Yeah. I think, uh, I feel like Kevin Durant is an easy one. I feel like he hasn't hasn't been fined yet, but he should be. He's going to, for sure. Uh, He should have been fined for that really weird, uh, I would drink Scarlett Johansson's bathwater tweet from a couple years ago. Yeah. That should be fined every time that gets brought up. Or maybe Dwight Howard. I feel like he's an easy one. Oh, that's a really good one. I think that they're going to have a lot of tension over there in that Wizards locker room, and I think that something he's gonna do something yeah they're gonna he's gonna get like nudes from one of his teammates and just tweet them out and body shame them i feel like that's maybe gonna happen um yeah i think it's gonna go kind of crazy this year will I think, anything be as crazy as like will we have a, a something equivalent to the draymond dick pic this season Maybe. <laughs> I could see it for sure, dude, with how weird Twitter has gotten and how, like, it's so funny because, like, Twitter's gotten so big and people still don't give it the credit in terms of, like, you're really exposing yourself out there. Like, you can't. Okay. We get weird takes sent to us all the time by people with five followers, and it's like, you're still, we still see these. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, do you think Woj and Shams are going to get into a Twitter beef? Oh, man. That'd be sick. I would give the edge to Shams simply because he's 24 and knows how technology works better than what. Yeah, I mean, you would see The Apprentice finally overtake. That would be <laughs> sick, dude. Maybe it'll turn into like a celebrity deathmatch thing where they get into a boxing match. Oh, that'd be tight. I'm taking Woj in that. I would maybe take Woj too because he's got so much anger. Yeah. He'd be so mad. Um, uh, there's a tweet today from Zach Lowe linking to his article. This is a reach in terms of the Twitter Tuesday <laughs> segment uh, where he mentions 
uh, that he predicts the Clippers will trade away two of either Tobias Harris, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, and Avery Bradley. I don't think they're going to trade Tobias or Patrick Beverly. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. They didn't do it for Jimmy Butler already. No, I mean, here's the, here's the thing. Is it just seems like Patrick Bre- Beverly they like as such a... I mean, maybe not even as a player, but as, like, a locker room guy. Yeah, and, uh, like, organizationally. Like, he seems like he might be great at, like, getting free agents to come. Getting a pitch from him would yeah. be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it does seem like there's a lot of, ta- like, intangibles outside of just his game that they really value. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I would be really surprised to see to see Beverly go anywhere in a trade. It would also be a bad look for the organization, I think. Yeah, I feel like we're trying to repair this thing, like, this stigma that we don't really take care of players, which... I don't really think it's fair. I mean, Blake got his money. I don't think it's fair want. either. Yeah, for sure. Um, Blake got his money. What do you want us to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I could definitely see Lou, though it would pain me to tears. It would suck, but his contract, it's like it's too team friendly. He brings too much off the bench for a contender to not give some weird haul for him. Yeah, like, and Bradley, depending on his his season this year, I mean, I think good or bad, he could end up being a really valuable trade se- trade asset. Yeah, it was like, it was a very short piece. Uh, I think he just kind of wanted to throw something about the Clippers in there, which I do appreciate. Yeah. But like, yeah, we, he kind of talked he about how... He also throws some shade on Wes Johnson on the... Yeah, which is like, let him go, man. Uh-huh. Um yeah, Tobias, I can't... There's just been so many article stuff about how, like, him and his family really like the Clippers. He wants to be... He hasn't said Clipper for life, but, like, he can grow into a superstar here, and they believe that he is a superstar. I also just think, like, barring you, like, able to get some other massive superstar in a trade for Tobias, I just don't see why you let a player like that... Yeah, like, what's even his fingers? value? Like, if we're going to get him on his one max contract, because he's not going to get two. Yeah. If we're going to get him on his one max contract, it seems like the only thing we could legitimately ask for in return is either like unprotected first round picks yeah multiple or a player who's already on a max contract yeah exactly. so why even bring a new guy in unless it's like and we're gonna have so much money it's like we can just sign another one we don't have to trade tobias right now mm-hmm. um it was an interesting thought uh i hope none of these guys go i guess the least sad i would be would maybe be bradley yeah that would pay me the least yeah definitely um really bummed that Jawan left he had some great gifts that the uh because the clippers were the first team to have gifts made for instagram okay Jawan had some good ones uh he had a really good post on instagram thanking the clippers organization there was news that they really tried to get a trade done so they wouldn't have to waive Jawan. yeah because they really wanted him to get on a team it's so surprising he didn't a team didn't want to trade for him yeah some teams could use him for not a lot of stuff, like the Nets. Definitely. Like, you think he would have been uh, landed on a roster. Coming up, we're going to talk about uh, a pretty terrible article we read about the Clippers. Um, our favorite moments from the offseason. But, Will, I got a question for you. What's that? Do you bet on sports? Uh, well, I mean, of course. Of course. Who I'm, doesn't bet I'm on sports? I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I got bills I got to I love bet. a sure thing. So who's your bookie? Uh, well, I mean, I can't really disclose. Oh, that's fair. We'll see. You could if you joined MyBookie.com. Really? You can join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Wow. And I don't even have to go to an alley anymore to meet it. It's the best. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, not Wookie, Bookie. <laughs> and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. It seems simple. Why are we not just quitting our jobs and doing this? Well, maybe we won't even come back for this after the advertisement. <laughs> 
All right, so we did come back after the advertisement. Uh, we're going to quick touch on this uh, awful article written. Uh, it was on Clutch Points. It's about five trades that the Clippers could do to embrace tanking. Now, and first, I just want to preface this. Why in the hell at this point would we embrace tanking? <laughs> I don't know. Uh he mentions one of the things, we're not going to name the author. Uh, one of the things he mentions is trading for Dario Saric, which I don't think the 76ers would ever do. No, not unless we gave them. I don't know. They really value Saric. He's a, he's he's, a great player. He's an important piece of their offense. He gets lost in the shuffle in the process. Yeah. He's an important piece of their offense. He's on a, still on a great team friendly contract. Um, two years, I think, 2.1. No money. Yeah, I think it's like five million. Over the next <laughs> yeah, no like money. Um, move, and then one of the headlines is move Tobias Harris for something. For what? Yeah, we have Tobias Harris. And in the outline that they give, we're trading him to the Trailblazers <laughs> for, for Alfre Camino. Whoa, former uh, Clipper pick Zach Collins. Whoa, <laughs> and Sw- Swanigan, Swanigan, Caleb Swanigan. Yeah, Caleb Swanigan. For why would we do that? I don't know. That would also put us over the roster. Yeah. By two players. Yeah, that, it doesn't make any sense. I'm not really sure where these things were coming from. I don't know why we would ever do that. <laughs> Dude, just looking at it. And then it's like, you know, you get, you get two former lottery picks and Alfred Camino and Zach Collins. We already had Alfred Camino. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't want him. Like, yeah. He's a good player, but like... He's a fine player. <laughs> yeah, we're not trading him. Uh, we kind of talked about this yesterday. We really thought, and I think a lot of Clippers fans did. I was going back and forth with a uh, fan on Instagram about this too. We really thought there was going to be much more time in between this rebuild from Lob City. Yeah. It's almost like the injuries forced our front office to do such an accelerated rebuild. And, like, Doc showed he could coach with all these new lineups last year that it was like, well, maybe we, we, don't, we don't have to tank all the way. Yeah. Like, well, and you, I think you really got to give so much credit to, to Lawrence Falk and, yeah. uh, and Jerry West, obviously. For sure. Um, just because those trades... Um, you know, obviously Chris helped us out in that trade, but like what we were helped able to receive so was great. And then, you know, the Blake Griffin trade that, I mean, <laughs> I think that's going to, you know, I don't want to, I don't like, want to curse it, but I think this is going to be one of those trades that goes down as something that like, it's like the Celtics trade. Yeah. So positively, like just affected this franchise and yeah. like, got us on a completely different track with very little wait time. Yeah, which, like, blew my mind. Like, I was ready for, you know, getting the first overall pick, second overall pick, that kind of range for, like, two or three years, maybe. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard way to rebuild. I mean, everybody sucks. everybody thinks, like, tank for a year. In this article, it mentions how everyone saw how great the 76ers process was. They lucked into two generational talent. Those and guys after don't come they got a really. bunch of high draft picks that did not pan out for them. Yeah, exactly. And then, I think they mentioned the Lakers getting LeBron. It's like, yeah, if I guess if we could do that, we would do that. And but, I don't know why we would start tanking now. I, would, I think that as constructed, we're already, like, an attractive market for... A, a superstar, a, for quote, a free unquote. Agent. Or, I mean, not even, like, maybe... Maybe even if we don't get one of those huge marquee guys, I think like we're an attractive spot for someone who wants to win in the West. Like I don't know, like a one B, Chris Middleton or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, we're not tanking. We're never gonna tank. Don't go read. Bombers even said as much. Yeah, th- it's been quoted by so. I feel like everyone in the organization is like, we're not gonna tank. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. Um, all right, we're gonna get off our rage meters. What was your favorite moment of this Clippers off season? Um, I don't know. Maybe Brock 
uh, <laughs> Jerome Robinson. As oh, yeah. That'd be good. That was uh, a good one. I like uh, I like these kind of how we figured out how to use Boban. Yeah. It's a cool thing that showed that, like they've really tried to work with his minutes and usage and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing, this actually... Last night was something that might be my favorite thing in terms of a team building thing. Balmer took the team out to an emotional team dinner. Okay. According to Jovan Buha, where they talked about everything. Balmer apparently got up first and talked about uh, Paul Allen, which kind of set the tone for like, it was a very emotional dinner. Doc mentioned, uh, he was like, yeah, talk about anything. Doc mentioned how uh, he would hear all the young black men talk about their heroes and it was all women in their lives. And he was like, it, it affected him a lot to hear that, you know, like fathers were either not mentioned or it was like, they were mentioned for staying, which mm -hmm. and doc was like, that's just kind of doing their job. So he's, this seems like such an emotional, like awesome dinner from the standpoint of doc said after every single person got up and said something, he, everyone was like, Oh wow. Like it was such a, they learned so much about each other. The chemistry of this team for a team that has, that's longest tenured player is Cinderella's Thornwell. Um, is I I just it's astonishing. It's it is a hundred percent astonishing. It's such a mix of guys who are it's so hard to be uber competitive and nice. Yeah. Like it's so hard to be a top player in the NBA, because every player in the NBA is a top player in the world. Yeah. And still have this like, hey, we got a new team. What's up, everybody? Like yeah. we're in this thing together. Uh I'd also mention that he called he calls Gallo Gal and Milos Milo. I like it. <laughs> and they didn't care, apparently. <laughs> um, that was probably my favorite thing. Or we mentioned, we were just talking about this, just the entire roster overhaul. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that we have all new players. Yeah, I know. And we weren't even, like, super aggressive in free agency at we all. We didn't lose uh, anything. Yeah. Um, so I think that that was really great. And also, um, uh, MVP of the world, Danilo Gallinari. MVP, yeah, MVP of the world game. <laughs> Afri he beat Africa on Team World, which means he's the MVP of the world and Africa because they're apparently two separate things. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, I think that about does it. Uh, super excited for the NBA to start tonight. Uh, Clippers home opener tomorrow. Hope to see some of you guys there. I'm going to post our seats and stuff on Twitter if you want to come uh, buy us a beer or a wiener schnitzel. Yeah. Or just say hi. That's totally cool, too. Yeah, that's fine. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I'm William, the Opinion Update. Have a good one, guys. Bye.